literally just released the last episode, which means none of you have heard it yet. Which means I can technically say I apologize in advance, even though if you're listening to these in chronological order, you're never going to hear the apology in advance. I started um, trying to talk to you in the last episode about impressions, and for whatever reason I had the impression that what I was about to say was not really what I needed to say. At least however I was going to say it was not it. So... It went out the way it went out, and it went on a whole different journey. And now this one is also not what I was planning to say per se, but I need to uh, expand on some things I was talking about on that while actually answering the original question I was going to answer. So, the last episode I really wanted to focus on impressions um, and some of the big impressions I've had that I followed. Um, and, you know, because they, they have led to, like, crazy things in my life and, um, you know meeting general authorities, some of them, it was definitely a crazy train of impressions. So, but I also just want to throw out there, because, you know, I talked a little bit about keys, um, that this one shall call the holy apostleship. Because I think I also mentioned how, like, big words can sound so scary when it comes to the church, and, like, it really shouldn't be that scary. It's just a different set of terms. It's really not... As scary as it could be. Um, so, with that, you know, there's the 12 that we sustain as the apostles right now. Um, and I've met or interacted or been close or done some kind of event with about five of them so far, I think. Sounds about right. Um, I've shook hands with three of them um, and just uh, sat near one more of them and Anyway, um, the point I'm going to go for now is just um, how incredible those interactions really were. Um, I think I mentioned it in one of the very first episodes I said where there's the running joke that like the Catholics would say the Pope is perfect and no one would believe them, right? And um, when it comes to the prophet, like people will say like, he's not perfect and no one believes us, you know? Like, you guys worship him. No, we don't. We do not. We respect him as our leader. That is it. Just like you would respect a pastor in any church. Just like, you know, if you're in, a lot of my friends are in recovery circles. In recovery circles, you'd respect your sponsor, even though your sponsor obviously doesn't lead as many people. You know, like you would respect, if you're at a meeting and someone's like the chair, like you'd respect what they say. And like, that's, that's it. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything more than that. Um, so... Um, when I met Elder Gong, and I'm trying to think of what I already told you guys about it, because I think I did talk about it in perhaps maybe episode two of season one? No idea. Um, where, you know, there's just this chain of events that just led to what they were. Um, like the first marble, pebble, domino. <laughs> First domino um, was, you know, I, I messed up my leg playing softball. I was pretty torn up about it. They changed my work schedule. Uh, well, not my schedule timing-wise, um, but I did have a different timing-wise because I also was doing a different hour thing, and then I couldn't actually keep up with my regular assignment, so they had to switch my assignment to, they sent me somewhere new. I had left a cart where I shouldn't have left a cart. All of a sudden, there was this bang, right? Bang! Um, and I look, and I'm like, what is that? A door it hit my cart. Someone was trying to come through a doorway I'd blocked, and... I didn't think it was a real doorway. I thought it was like a fire exit hall. It wasn't. Um, and in came security. And with them came 
one Wendy Nelson. Oh, yes. One Lady Wendy. Sweet, sweet Sister Nelson. Um, and still new to the church. Uh, definitely did not feel confident that I knew what was happening. Um, is And um, I was also really out of it because of the leg and, you know, everything. And it was just, I was already... Oh, man, that was a day. I was having a bad day, really. It was really bad. It was really dark. It was, like, one of the only times that I've really, like, wondered if, like, maybe I shouldn't be involved with church anymore. Maybe I just don't really get this God thing as best as I thought I did. And, you know, like, really just having a hard day. And there it was. Instead of a gentle knock somewhere in the back of my mind, there was a literal bang of a door. Right? You know? Um, I didn't even really recognize her, I think. I think I, like registered the face and I could tell something important was happening but um it wasn't until like someone like addressed her that I was like oh that's like sister Nelson that's president Nelson's wife um and I I think that in all honesty like um if I had made my best guess I would have went with sister Rasband um and just one of the apostles wives so like really I was just not prepared to make a great impression at all I was not ready at all um and it, it, the conversation didn't go particularly well. I mean, it wasn't bad. And it's not like they excommunicated me. And I'm not sure if Wendy Nelson ever gave it a second thought. She just seemed to, I don't know, just stand there like a pillar of strength and just acceptance. I think uh, if you guys have met me in real life, you know I can be very off-putting. Um, and she got like a level 10 reaction because I was not firing on all cylinders and the best thing I could do feeling so overwhelmed at that point was to really just kind of shut down um and I remember after she left I was so embarrassed and mortified and just further heartbroken I I basically was so angry at myself really and confused and felt like maybe almost like maybe God was I don't know laughing at me and I I had a a long phase of that where something would happen and if there was like enough things where it was kind of like a sad irony or you know kind of like a you know something like that where I I would get this feeling and I like like is this a joke to you like are are you doing this to me on purpose I don't get it um and it was really hard that face was really hard and that was obviously one of the hardest days of that and um the way that I could analogize this that's not a word read it's not a word read, but the best way I could metaphorically kind of build an analogy and imagery for you really is to think of it like I was basically drowning and if anything else, I was just surrounded by darkness and the light at the end of the tunnel that day was Sister Nelson. And it's not that she said anything particularly motivational and this is why I knew something was different. It's not anything super crazy right it, nothing really in it you know she just I just felt something I just felt this pull this tug this and I that's not something I can explain to you um I just felt it and I, maybe maybe you've felt something like that before like if you have a friend or someone you know who is reaching out and you're so just shelled off and hardened that you just can't accept the hand you know you kind of swat it away you don't want the help even though you need the help and as soon as that help is retracted you know you really do want it but you just can't take it and that's that's kind of what that that precipice feeling was that day where it's like 
I just wish that it had been different. I just wish I had done better. And, you know, I really beat myself up, but um, it was only the beginning, right? Because, you know, now that now I have these thoughts in my head, right? And I'm trying to sort this all out um, and my leg gets better. And, you know, there's a day where I decide to linger after work. I don't remember why, but um, I'd went around the conference center and just talked to the missionaries and um, I, there was this feeling like, no, you need to talk to them all. Go, go to one, you know, timing is running out and it's hard to get them all because they move around a lot and it's like well at least just this one more so you've been to all the, the like zone checkpoints right and I talked to them and they ended up actually inviting me to their sacrament meeting uh, they there was someone that they had met who's in town from Australia who didn't really have anywhere to go so she was sitting with them and she want they wanted me to meet her so she had a person like just a person just a regular member to like go do stuff with because missionaries they can't go do stuff with her they can invite her to their sacrament and they did but like they couldn't go out you know with her they couldn't go to the temple with her you know they couldn't take her to meet people I could do those things so they invited me which was such an honor and I remember that day I, I couldn't even believe I really woke up even though I set my alarms because uh at the time I usually worked afternoons, so it really wasn't like me to be up early in the morning. And their meeting was early in the morning, but I made it, and what a blessing. The Temple Square Sisters do their sacrament inside the Joseph Smith Memorial Building, and it is one of the most prettiest, beautifulest things you will ever see. So I was already, like, really grateful that, you know, the Spirit kind of helped kick me out of bed in the morning and that I'd made it on time because I'm always late to things, and I got to see this beautiful building, um, but... Unfortunately, I think the girl didn't even make it. So she did later, maybe. I don't remember what happened. Maybe she was there at that time. Very confusing for me right now. No, she was there. I don't know. But um, I ended up deciding to go to Music in the Spoken Word, which is like the longest running broadcast in the country, I think, or something crazy. And I didn't know that. But, you know, the Tabernacle Choir sings and then... I, I'd missed most of it, so I honestly don't know what happened. I think someone gives, like, a spiritual thought, basically, in a talk, a really, like, short little blippy, and, um, you know, the choir sings, and it's beautiful, and anyone who's in town, it's totally free. You can come in. You do not have to be a member. You get to come into the General Conference Center. You know, that's really cool, and it's, like, every Sunday, and you get to see the you know, where all the magic happens. You know, it's really an all-around win, and it's not super busy. You know, because it runs every week. Therefore, people don't usually come unless maybe it's something special or I don't know. Um, so it was cool to catch what I caught. And maybe I literally don't remember um, a lot of this. But, you know, the next thing I knew, I'm looking over and uh, someone walks past me. and happens to be my then elders quorum president. And it was nice to see him or whatever. He brought his family came to visit him. So he brought them. And But then he just kept walking, you know, because he was busy. And as soon as he moved from my line of sight, I could see this man. And I had this feeling. And it wasn't quite like when he announced me it was very similar um in the sense of like i felt this pull and i felt this pause and i was like that face that person what is this um that recognition was there kind of that acknowledgement that magnetism um and this person was just like in the crowd like there was not anything particularly obvious obvious about this situation mine is this person in this face and i was like huh um, and someone else walked past me, who I think was maybe a different general authority. And I was like, and I looked at him, and I was like, wow, you know, like, shiny stars, and like, cool. But then I, like, still, like, my vision, like, I went right back to this other person. I'm like, who is that? And I noticed that, like, some people had started to kind of, like, move over there and gather. And I was like, what is this? And the more I thought about it, because, guys, I'm so great with faces. I was like, oh, is it, um, 
I think I had to Google it. I'm pretty sure I had to Google it to make sure I was right. And I think I Googled the wrong one first. It was Elder Gong, who's one of the apostles. Um, and I'm just going to tell you about this feeling right now, because that, that's what it was. And, you know, I got to see other people just really bask in that feeling, too. You know, one man, actually more than one, several people cried uh, as we went different places throughout the conference center, because I ended up walking around with them for a bit. And it was, it was pretty, it's an inexplicable feeling. Um, and I know that when we all meet our maker one day, our creators, it'll be a hundredfold that, that fulfilling feeling. It'll be so much greater. I just know that. And I believe that without any doubt. Um, uh, when I met Uchtdorf and his wife, um, it'd been a festival. They're like, Hey, come to this place. Uh, and you should be able to meet him at this time. I was already working there, so it was fine. But, the, you know, they'd specify, like, hey, do this, do this, and then you should be able to meet them, you know, at least shake hands with them. Um, and uh, did that, and they, they weren't where they were, where I was told to go. And unfortunately, it was not really, like, a formal thing. So it was, like, I didn't even have anyone to ask. I just literally went where they told me to go, and there was no one there. I mean, it was a festival, so there was people there, but it was obvious that they were not the people I was looking for. Um, and... I went and I just, you know, they were doing this nativity show and I, I walked down and it's kind of cold, but I, I found this kind of weird place to sit and I was like, this is just where I'm going to sit. This works for me. My original spot, someone had, when I'd left to go look for Uchtdorf, someone had taken my original spot that I had been excited about. So now I'm like double bum and I'm kind of bitter, <laughs> right? And I find this spot to sit and um, after the show, um, I get this f feeling again where like I, there's this... And I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to go this way. And, um, and then I noticed that people are kind of gathering. And I'm like, no way. I had, like, ended up sitting right by the VIP section instead and didn't realize because it wasn't, like, marked. I mean, there was special chairs, but I didn't really think about it because there had to be chairs somewhere anyways. You know, uh, so I ended up by them and I got, to, I got to shake hands with them and exchange some words with Sister Uchtdorf. And that was so nice. And I just watched them and they just... They just spread light and joy and love and just acknowledgement. You know, there's not, I don't know, it's not like they're running around screaming from the rooftops at people, repent, repent, or you shall be cast into the darkness. You know, like, no, like, they they just go around living life and attending events and just helping, helping spread the word of God. And, like, that is just so crazy to think that they do that. And last I checked, it's not like they get paid to do it either. By the time you're called as an apostle, you're probably retired. You're living off of your retirement funds, and you volunteer your time for that. Yes, I think the church helps pay for some of the travel fees, but when you're traveling, you're traveling to church events to help facilitate church events and help bring the inspiration there. Like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, when I met Suarez, the Suarez's, 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 other Suarez and Sister Suarez, um, they were really sweet, and I, I had, um, it was, like, their anniversary week or something, and I just, like, absentmindedly decided, like, when I was doodling, I was like, I think I would just want to give this to her, and I, I don't want, like, recognition, it's not anything like that, it's not like I'm writing my name and number, like, please write me, please call me, like, no, just, like, this doodle of just these flowers, because, you know, people tend to like the scratchy drawings I draw, um, and I do tend to just, like, give them to people, so I was like, I'm just gonna give her this one, um, and I remember even she asked me for my name, and I was like, mm, no, like, it's, I, it's okay, I don't, yeah, um, I just wanted her to have the doodle, and, uh, like, the first time I went through the line, even though I'd been up with, so I'd been up at the choir, and I went through the line, um, the, he greeted us first, 
and um, I didn't see her, and I was like, oh, that really stinks. Um, so I went and found my friends that had attended the event, and you know, they were seat in the back, because you know, I was on the stage with the choir, and I found them all the way in the back, and I just hung out with them in the line, too, because, you know, why not? Like, I want to spend time with my friends. I wasn't planning on shaking hands with Suarez again until I saw his wife, and I was like, oh, this picture, I have to give it to her. And she was just so warm, you guys. Oh, my Lanta, this woman. She, like, just... In just the most motherly way, thanks me, cupped my cheek, and I just knew ah, that it was just the kindest thing I maybe ever felt. Like, it was just so warm. I couldn't even explain that to you. Like, so weird, right? Um, so, this one is really just going to be a bonus episode, if you hadn't guessed by the longevity and randomness of it. Um, but then... Um, when I met the, um, I didn't really meet them, but I was just on stage with the, on the stand. It's called, it's called on the stand. At least when you do a small one like that, it's on the stand with the, who came? The Razbands. And I pulled my newcomer not knowing who I'm dealing with nonsense again, because everyone, you know, tends to stand as a sign of respect when, you know, someone of high authority enters the room and, you know, Razman outside the room. Unfortunately for me, though, I didn't realize it was Razman. So I'm literally looking around for Razban because I'm looking for the wrong face. I think I was looking for... I don't remember whose face. Uh, one of the dark-haired... One of the guys that still has dark hair. Uh, Anderson, maybe? Or there's another one. There's two of them that still have dark hair of the Apostles. And I was looking for one of them. And that's not who it was. So Razban comes in and literally, he's like... He had to have been, like, within five feet of me. I'm looking him right in the face because I'm in the front row. And he's, like, pausing to, like, greet us all and, like, wave and stuff. And I'm, like, looking right at him. And I'm, like, okay, who's this? Where's Razban? Um, but then his wife was next to him. And because I had previously <laughs> confused Sister Nelson for Sister Razban, then it kind of occurred. I was, like, oh, well, that's, maybe that one is Sister Razban. And I'm, like, oh, but where's Elder Razban? You know, just so dumb. And then they sit down and everyone sits and, you know, I just kind of follow along and I sit and I'm like, I guess those are the Razbans? Question mark. There was a lot of question marks there. Um, I really wasn't sure. And like, that's just in my life. But, you know, um, we did this last minute arrangement because uh, it turned out that the, the way that we had prepared a song for this um, devotional was not what he had wanted us to do and it's not like they were mean about or anything they just like had informed us like because you know we submit the pieces you know they suggest what they want and then we pick our pieces we work on our pieces we submit the pieces um you know and you know we'd gotten the response from his office or whatever it was like he just wanted like the regular this kind of version um but you know obviously we know like we're a choir so you don't really want just the basic hymnal version so you know we built an arrangement based off of the hymnal version, you know, like same key, same, etc. But you know, added some extra lines, changed some days, some ways we did some things, some accent. You know, we choirified it. Okay, even I remember as we were finishing, it and they're like, "I think we're done." I'm like, "No, I think we need the big fancy choir chord," because I could hear at the end. I was like, "We just end in this really not monotonous is not a word, but that's the word I use. It's not the word, but um, it just it really wasn't one note. I think it's like three notes. We had like a three note chord, and it was just like, yeah, it's kind of anticlimactic given how much, you know, zip and zest we put in some of the other parts. Um, 
like we need that whole choir chord and as we came into this ending where we had you know kind of a not abridged really but you know repeated some things accent some things just did a couple different weird things with this ending compared to what you'd expect from the hymn structure and um Brasman literally turned and looked at us with the biggest smile he was so happy and for you know it's so funny you know they're just just so amazing um and uh, I'm fortunate enough that um, I'm still in contact with one of the 70s wives. And she is just a light and a joy. And I don't like to name drop her a ton. So I just um, am just so fortunate that I, I get that firsthand knowledge and experience of interacting with the general authorities. Um, and not like it's not like I'm best friends with any of them. It's not like I'm super cool. It's not like I'm popular. It's not like... I'm special, really. I just, I think, A, part of me needed that, right? Like, so now when I've met people that, like, challenge, you know, the concept of the general authorities, like, there's nothing they say that will slow me down. Because I have actually met general authorities and interacted with them, um, a couple of them in a deeper capacity than others, right? And I know for a fact that they're not just running around lording themselves over people like they're just people like us so to kind of tie in to the last episode where i was talking about how yo-yo ma had his role to play and stephen sharp nelson had his role to play i have my role to play so when it comes to this music stuff i may not be chopin right i'm just reed and i'm only gonna write like reed and that's fine because i think maybe the world needs just like a little bit of reed just like a little dash of reed you know um and you know when it comes to the um I don't remember where I was going with that thought, so I hope you understood where it could have went, because I think it lost it. But, um, you know, no idea. No idea where that was going. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but that was amazing. So, like, uh, and then just last week I saw the gongs again, and I'd already had that a pretty lengthy, in-depth interaction with them. I'll have to look up what I've already told you about it, because I don't want to tell you twice. It's not about bragging and it's not about being special. I needed, I think it's just part of my journey. Like I needed these own experiences with them and I, I needed to build that testimony, have that so that I can share it with other people. And that's what I'm doing. Just like so many of my other stories, that's what I'm doing right now. I want you to know what the church is really like. I want you to know what recovery is really like because 12-step principles don't just apply to people who are addicts and alcoholics. They apply to people with mental health problems, which is like apparently 95% of the world, you know, thanks to the pandemic. And um, people with, you know, if you've ever struggled with, you know, weight and how you deal with that and your eating, like 12-step principles work for eating. They work for everything. And I haven't gotten into 12-step stuff lately. I've just had a lot of distractions and there's just... Oh, you know, per usual, so many different things I'm trying to do at the same time. But, um, and even just, you know, I've went on psychology spiels before, and maybe you don't have a recovery applicable problem, and maybe you don't need some ideas and some fresh perspective on spirituality and religion, but maybe you need that dose of psychology, because who doesn't? Who doesn't need to understand how their brain works a little bit better? Because guess what, guys? You are you. You are not your brain. Let me say that again. You are not your brain. Your brain does what it wants. Um, and you, as a person, get to decide how 
you want to try to influence that, how you want to try to change, what kind of person you want to be in spite of that. Um, And I think that that's a driving factor for how I cannot even fathom, you know, people who are cold hard scientists who believe that like we, there's no life after death, that, you know, it's just your brain and you'll fry out and it's nothing. Well, there's no way that's it. Because I think science has also proven that after you're technically dead, your brain can stay active for, I think, up to 10 more minutes doing who knows what. Right. So maybe that iconic theory of um, your life flashing before your eyes as you die is is real. I don't know. We don't know what happens because unfortunately those people are already dead. So we can't figure out what happened for sure in that brain. Right. But at the same time, like. Your brain controls so much. Right. But like your brain doesn't have to control you. So like the chemicals and hormones in there, there's ways we fight back. Right. So if there's this concept of there's just no way that you are not more than just this simple life in this simple shell of a body. There's no way that you're not worth more. There's no way that there's not more in this universe, at least not to me. But y'all do you, boo-boo. Honey, boo-boo, ciao. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry this one is a little longer. Um, But for usual, just doing my best. No clips, no editing, no scripting. And this is what you got, so... I hope it felt worth your time. And if it didn't, at Triple Dog Dare You, just send me a message about it and uh, tell me what direction you want me to go because I want to help you. And if I'm just saying something that's not helping you, then then we need to talk about it. Okay, so whatever. Um, Have a good day. Be your whole self. And uh, happy weekend.